Good morning, everybody. This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Uh, we got a bit to talk about today. We're going to be... Uh, Getting you guys up to speed on what's going on at this point in the week. So let's get started with it uh, with the world on the street as we normally do. And it looks like it is confirmed we are going to have somewhat of a trade conflict with the European Union. The Trump administration is considering placing tariffs on another $4 billion of European imports, including cherries, whiskey, and also uh, copper wires. The U.S. has already put $21 billion uh, in tariffs out there in response to Europe's cities for uh, for a French company by the name of Airbus which uh, produces uh, aircraft uh, so last year Trump uh, did put tariffs uh, did put tariffs on steel and aluminum products from Europe. Uh, the U.S. is also threatening to put uh, tariffs on coffee, iron pipes, wire, uh, sorry, wine, and other car, and also cars and parts, and also car parts. Uh, the issue here has arisen from, uh, like I said before, government funding of certain uh, entities. Uh, for like I for example, uh, this uh, this issue is stemming from uh, government funding, at least. European government funding for the Airbus company, like I said, in France, and also illegally illegal uh, financing uh, that the U.S. is claiming uh, that the Airbus Airbus is receiving. Uh, Europeans are also claiming the U.S. is uh, the U.S. and Boeing, uh, their their main aircraft company, receives the majority of research contracts and tax breaks. Um, Boeing was also confirmed of selling tax breaks in Washington. Uh, as actually, I'm sorry, not selling. Uh, Boeing was also confirmed of getting uh, of getting these tax breaks in Washington State and South Carolina as well, where they were getting some price cuts as well. The EU has uh, asked for retaliatory tariffs based on this. Now, for what it's worth, I don't know the paper the, the paper trail for Airbus and uh, what. You know, France, France, and the European is doing, and the Europeans are doing in terms of any illegal financing. However, just like with the situation uh, last week uh, with Iran, um, or a few weeks ago with Iran, I don't have a whole lot of information on that. But there is information. There was information that I was able to confirm about Boeing, about the American company receiving these improper benefits, receiving these major tax breaks. Um, there is a paper trail that goes to Washington State here and also South Carolina. So again, um, I see it as Big Bank is trying to take and dictate to Little Bank again. You see Big Brother USA trying to tell these other different countries and their companies, you can't get this subsidy, you can't get to get this funding, however we can. It's a little bit hypocritical here. I don't like it. Again, um, again, there I, I was not able to confirm. Uh, about any illegal activity or any illegal funding or financing or any tax breaks that Airbus, the French company, was able to receive. However, again, to repeat that, Boeing, the American company, uh, there's there's a paper trail. Uh, like I said, it goes back to Washington State and also South Carolina as well. Uh, again, the EU will ask to respond to these tears with some of their own. This is not going to get easier. This is not going to get better for the American people. You will be paying basically more for your products because Trump it doesn't it can't get along and he doesn't want to get along same thing with your products coming out of Mexico you think that's over no you'll be paying more for avocados too just get just get just you know just get ready for it y'all not getting it um your boy Trump again he's trying to dictate the global markets and again the European the white the western 
societies cannot do that anymore they're not having it uh he's trying to uh beef a little bit with europe europe uh, the europe uh, the european union now they're not having it um we'll we'll see what the what the european response is i don't have any uh tariffs just yet for that for them coming out just yet uh but it is confirmed the u.s is not having it uh with more so with france it looks like that's the main issue right now with the airbus company uh they are looking uh to put on some tariffs and again uh um, whatever whatever items you might be getting from France right now, whether it be your wine, copper, whiskey, uh, cherry, so on and so forth, look for higher prices when you go to the store. This is just how it's going to be. They're going to start adding those those tariffs soon. Uh, those tariffs kick in at least the $4 billion ones, uh, at least the $20 billion tariffs uh, that he's already uh, talked about. I've already mentioned. They're already basically put in place. So uh, be aware of that. Uh, you're going to just the way that it is, you're going to have to pay more pay more for your products now uh moving on we have some more uh some more international news this might be a little bit of a cop-up because it is somewhat of a sports story but it's major news it's it's the u.s soccer team they have finally made it to the u.s world cup well they made it to the world cup final excuse me uh they were able to win the semi cup uh the actually the semi-finals uh on tuesday they were able to beat out england if i'm not mistaken who was the host country uh but this game uh the u.s was able, able to win that game two to one uh, the Americans struck first with a with a goal from Christian Press at the 10th minute. Uh, England was able to tie things up around the 19th minute with Ellen White. And finally, Alex Moore was able to put on the game-winning score uh, for the U.S., sending them to the finals uh, this Sunday to face off against the Netherlands. Just some game notes here, just some uh, takeaways that I got from the game. Uh, the U.S. have won 11 straight World Cup matches, at least the, women's, at least the women have. The men, that's a whole different story. They're garbage. But this women's team here... Uh, they're really solid. Like I said, they've won 11 straight World Cup games. They might even make it 12 come Sunday. This is the longest streak in World Cup history. Uh, the U.S. is also the first squad to make three straight finals, uh, three straight finals appearances. And this is their fifth in total. So, again, they're looking like a really, like, in my opinion, from what I've seen, they look like a juggernaut this year. I haven't said, I haven't really talked about them until now. But uh, the U.S. Uh, soccer team is really good, really, really good. Uh, England uh, has taken, well, had at, up until this point, before getting eliminated, had taken the most penalty penalty shots in that tournament in the World Cup tournament and also missed the most uh, penalty shots in the World Cup tournament so uh, again they had a ch they had their opportunities uh, they weren't able to get it done let's break down some team stats real quick uh, for England they were they were able to you know they I mean they stay competitive. Uh, they had six shots. They were to get off six uh, six shots, um, and that's compared to the U.S.'s ten. Uh, they both uh, uh, they both had the same number of shots on target. Uh, England had about five. The U.S. had about four. Uh, actually, England controlled the possession of the controlled the controlled controlled possession excuse me 58 of the t uh, 58 percent of the time um england was able to main maintain possession but of course they just weren't able to they were they just weren't accurate they weren't able to make any goals with it uh they also played a kind of sloppy game too they gave up 12 fouls of course and then they had the red card near the end of the game so again the u.s pulls off another one i'll be rooting for them come sunday of course they will be facing off against the netherlands in that world cup final if you are looking to check that out that will be on eight o'clock in the morning i'm guessing 
No, I didn't say uh, Eastern or specific. I would have to check back up with you guys again on that. But uh, the, U the U.S. women's soccer team one win away from winning another World Cup. So we'll be uh, checking back in with them probably Sunday night or Monday morning. All right, y'all. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, of course, we're going to be getting into this in, uh, NBA free agency update. We're going to talk a little bit about Ka Kawhi. And then we're going to talk a lot more about these other moves that, uh, that, that were made across the week. Uh, and then also we're going to finish everything up with some baseball news as well we're going to be going over the standings as well at this point in the week and then we're going to be going over the all-star game rosters yes they are ready and we're going to be talking about the all-star game in general for the mlb so we'll be right back y'all all right all right, y'all, we are back, and it looks like we're going to be talking some NBA free agency. Of course, I wanted to get the elephant out the room today, uh, Mr. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, it was reported that he will be making a decision sometime today. It is Friday morning around 1034 my time. At least that's while I'm recording this, at least this segment, that is. But, of course, a decision could be, be coming at any point in time today, uh, but the but uh, the it hasn't. Uh, but the top three teams at the moment, or at least the top two, in my opinion, at the moment, will be the Lakers and also, uh, of course, Toronto. Of course, Toronto uh, recently just won a title here. They seem to have all the, you know, the they they seem to have the environment, you know, conducive to winning here. They have the right GM. Uh, they have the right team, pretty much around him. Of course, they could probably upgrade at some point, uh, before, uh, you know, during this offseason or maybe next summer or something like that so they are in a petition uh in, in a position to win now and also win uh win later uh, on top of that uh the lakers they already got lebron there of course they have ad there uh they don't really have a full team around them at this point in time but adding Kyrie would uh, sorry Kawhi would definitely help them out uh over the last week uh there has been some talk about the Lakers becoming a favorite of course he visited them a little bit earlier this week I think he also visited the Clippers as well yes he did uh the Knicks uh eventually backed out I believe I figured they just I'm guessing they just figured uh they didn't have what it takes in terms of the money or you know not necessarily the money but um just a situation to attract him I guess he just wasn't uh, really you know focused on playing in New York uh but as of now he has not made a decision uh again for me I'm gonna push the Toronto line just a little bit because um it's pretty much established that they could win there. They have a solid team around him. They have Marcus Saul. They have Serge Ibaka. Uh, they have a decent point guard with uh, Kyle Lowry. Again, a decision. I mean, at least uh, some decisions about you know who they can team up with him can be made at uh, some point in this summertime. They could also make trades during the point of the season. They also have a whole another summer free agency to do this again. So I think Toronto has the tools to retool and recalibrate at any point in time. They should still be a winning squad so I'm gonna look I'm gonna give them the favor uh, because he's gotten along with them he seems to have really trusted them he's put trust in that faith uh, trust and faith in that you know coaching or that training staff at least during the course of the season he allowed them to you know monitor his minutes so on and so forth I'm gonna side I'm gonna push um, the Raptors I'll be a little bit surprised if he were to go to New York I mean I'm sorry the Lakers just to be honest with you I'd be very very surprised um, again I think LA was what might be the closest thing you might have to a second if there really truly was a second I just think it was all formalities him just trying to just see what's out there if he were to find something that he 
he might like more in his situation in Toronto, then by all means, you know, go ahead and take it. But I don't think uh, in terms of the winning aspect, it's going to get any of those spots really gave him enough opportunity as Toronto would. Of course, you do have L.A. Um, with, uh, you know, LeBron and A.D. and everybody's making so much hype about them. Uh and and with those three guys, yeah, of course you'd have something there. Uh, but I, I just didn't see, you know, Kawhi really uh, after certain points. And I think maybe last season, uh, maybe the season before that, he might have been very interested in going to the Lakers. Um, but from what I see now, I just I just hadn't I just didn't see that same interest. That's just my opinion. So again, I'm gonna lean towards Toronto. That's where I see him making his decision. Uh, of course, we have. Uh, few more well i would say quite a bit more to a free agency to go through um there's a there's a few more uh deals that are probably gonna be made uh andre godala is currently on the trade market the grizzlies are going to do something with him but in terms of just some some minor moves or some uh some major well to some uh some well-known guys, some moves, uh, some moves that occur with some some more well-known guys. We're gonna break those down real quick. Uh, power forward Kristaps Porzingis, he find he's finally signs his contract uh, with the uh, the Mavericks. Excuse me, five-year, one hundred fifty-eight million. Of course, they're gonna be putting him up with Luka Doncic, the hottest guy in the league right now, in my opinion. Um, they're just probably gonna have to get somewhat of a. A guard. They're gonna have to get somewhat of a guard presence there. Maybe a point guard, solid shooting guard, something like that. Uh, somebody to um, definitely distribute that ball. They should be all right in Dallas though uh, for the for the foreseeable future. Uh, Tobias Tobias Harris uh, decides to stay with the Sixers, a small forward. He decided to sign a five-year, hundred eighty million dollar contract with them a couple of days ago. Um, I think this is a pretty okay pickup. Uh, I'm not too sure if he grows even more in terms of next year or if he even uh stymies a little bit and even falls off a little bit uh this was a very mm, i'm not gonna say it was questionable but uh tobias harris himself you kind of don't know what you're gonna get so uh with this one i give him some props on that they they definitely got some depth and they got the best player that they could have uh gotten especially since uh jimmy butler went off to miami so uh i i like the pickup i just I like the player. I don't think I like the money in the contract that they're going to give him. I don't like that. Uh, moving on, we got Nikola Vucevic, uh, the center out there from Orlando. He was able to re-sign with them. Four years, $100 million. I think this was a smart move by them. He's not the best center in the league right now, the best big man for that matter, uh, but he's good enough for Orlando. He's probably one of the better players on that squad, and I think it's worth it's worth the investment for somebody like that. Uh, we also got Harrison Barnes on the move. Well, not necessarily on the move he actually re-signed with the kings uh he resigned for uh four years i believe it was 85 million uh this one i think was a bit of an overpaid too um Harrison Barnes has not been the same player, in my opinion, since he left the Warriors. Uh, he did all right with Dallas. Uh, then they traded him to Sacramento during the course of last season. And uh, his actually, his numbers went down just by a little bit. It's, uh, just a little bit. A few percentage points also in terms of the shooting percentage as well. That went down by a couple points, too. Um, so was he worth the $85 million for the four years? Uh, I don't know, especially when you have to pay young guys like but he healed. You got to pay De'Aaron Fox at some point in time. Um, I didn't necessarily like that pickup, but I, again, for the Sacramento Kings, that's probably the best player that they were going to be able to attract in terms of free agency. So you kind of, kind of got to just you know 
unfortunately let them let them be <laughs> and finally we got uh, well not finally but we do have uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, he was able to sign a one-year deal with Washington I believe it was around two million about the, the minimum um, this is just a far cry from where he was a couple years ago he's one of the top point guards of the league he was getting ready to sign a mass contract at one point in time that hip injury did him dirty um, and he did not he rushed himself back uh, like some people do and uh, it just didn't work for him. And unfortunately, uh, it cost him some real big money in the end. He'll be getting, at least he has a job, though. He'll be playing for the Wizards next year, uh, backing up John Wall. Uh, looking at John Wall's situation, he might even have some significant playing time, uh, Isaiah Thomas, just because I don't know where John Wall sets mind is at. And, and health-wise and health wise and physically-wise, I don't know if he's going to be the same guy coming back from that Achilles injury. So, you know, at least it's another chance for Isaiah Thomas, and I'll give him a pat on the back for that, and I wish him good luck with that. Um, my players made some made some moves uh, throughout this process too. They made a few different moves. Uh, uh, for one, they were able to sign uh, re-sign Damian Lillard to a four-year, one hundred and ninety-six million dollar contract. Really big contract, but Lillard deserved it. Uh, he's an all-team, all-NBA team member. He took us to one of our deepest runs in the playoffs in a long time, despite it ending in a sweep, which I didn't like. But again, um, we hadn't been there in almost 20 years, so you got to give him something. Um, I thought it was a really good uh, season from him, at least. Um, definitely got far enough in the playoffs. Had a really good shot in that first round. That ended that first-round series against Oklahoma City. So, um Portland's looking to go all in with this guy, and I don't see why not. I mean, he's giving you, I mean, all he has so far. And for the most part, he said, I mean, throughout it all, he, one thing I will give him is that um, for what it's worth, he's the only superstar or superstar caliber player that's, that's said, I'm willing to stay with my team. I'm willing to work it out. Uh, it might not look pretty. And, you know, we might not win all the championships and chips. But for now, I'm definitely, at least he was able to put it out there, like saying, look, for at least the foreseeable future, I am happy here. I, I do want to be here. Uh, I do believe that there's a chance that we can win here. Help me out. So I, I, I got a lot of love for Dame for that um, because you don't see a whole lot of players that are going to sit there and say, this is where I'm going to be. This is where I'm comfortable with. Uh, you know, Kawhi had to sit out a whole year. He was so uncomfortable with with uh with san antonio he didn't want to say it but he just sat out he wasn't you know he didn't say anything um kd he obviously he had a whole lot of stuff going in his head he didn't really talk about it he just kind of went off and did his move uh lillard uh really really honest really straightforward with what he said um you know a few months ago uh almost going into the i think it was almost before the season started actually in the offseason coming into last year after that sweep against new orleans and they just kind of said look i'm willing to be here i'm willing to work this out i'm not going to jump to some some big market team and i give him the respect for that and um this is why he's getting 196 million dollars so i you know if anybody deserves it of all the, of the super max players or the, or the max players or however call, you, you want to call it, Dame is definitely that man. Uh, we also ended up trading uh, our small forward, Evan Turner, to the Hawks for another small forward in Kent Bazemore. Um, this pick, I'm a little, this trade here, I'm a little bit on the fence about. Um, I think Kent Bazemore is a little bit better offensively. Defensively, they're both liabilities in my opinion. Um, Kent Bazemore averaged about 12 points last year, four rebounds and three assists on 40% shooting. 35% from three, so a little bit, uh, I would say, um, it was definitely comparable to what we have. Uh, it, it was comparable to Evan Turner, but at the end, at the same time, was it better? Is it going to be better? That's going to be the question. I don't, I don't know. We did sign, um, we did have a good draft, so we did end up picking that, uh, picking up Nasir Little in the first round, so 
I'll give you that. That, that was a good pickup. We also traded Mo Harquist and Myers Leonard uh, to the Heat for center Hassan Whiteside. Now, that, now that was really interesting, too, because, of course, we did let go of Canner. Uh, Canner was picked up by Boston uh, Boston over the week. Um and I, I, I think I, I think I like the Hassan Whiteside pickup. Um, for him, he only score, he scores less points a game uh, than Canner, uh, but he's definitely more solid defensively. He averages two blocks a game. He also gets eleven rebounds a game. Uh, again, he also shoots a little bit better from the field as well. So he probably won't get as many opportunities as Canner to score, but I'm pretty sure he'll convert on a lot more of them. And again, the defensive factor there is is really good. He plays really good defense, especially underneath the paint. I mean, in the paint and underneath the rim. And he also gets rebounds as well, which is really important. Portland's been a really good uh, rebounding team for the most part over the last few years, at least the, the year that we end up going to the playoffs we end up being really good in, in the rebound so uh, i'm looking for him to help out there um as, as of now we have a certain five i believe it will be going into next year of damian lillard uh cj mccollum i think you're gonna they're gonna probably start kent bays more with um with uh Nasir Little backing him up. Uh I, I think you had can have that. We also got Mario Orzania too, but in terms of a starting five, we're gonna have uh Dame CJ. Looking like it's looking like Dame CJ Baysmore. Uh we also got Nurkic and then probably Hassan Whiteside. Unless we can get like a smaller power forward who can shoot a little bit to to give us some depth. Uh because we did lose Al Farukamino to the Magic. They signed him to about a four-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. So that I, I, I did like Al Farukamino. Uh, I did like Mo Harkless, but again, uh we gotta make room for for something that might be a little bit of an upgrade. Um how can you upgrade with the situation we are in financially? Like we try to do, sign and trade. <laughs> like everybody else is trying to do, sign and trade. So, um, I mean, we did add some more depth. We did get Mario Azania. Uh, he averaged nine points last year, two assists and four rebounds. Uh, I think Portland plays a lot more looser, a lot more loose of an offense. And I think he'll be... I think he'll be called upon to do a little bit more scoring than he was doing in Orlando, so that might help us out a little bit more there. Uh, but I'm looking at a team that's still solid, uh, that's still playoff bound. I'm a little bit worried in some departments, um, at least at least in terms of the big man situation, because again, it's not like we have a Nikola, like a Nikola Jokic type big man who could shoot and score and play some defense. Uh, we just have some typical big men. We have two of them on top of that. I do like Nurkic and what he can do, uh, at least on the rebounding end and everything like that. Uh, but again, uh, it'll a lot of be a lot of our scoring will be CJ and Dame again. That's what next year is looking like, almost like last year, kind of. But uh, we did make some improvements, in my opinion, too. Um, Let's see, we have one more story to talk about here, and it's a retirement story, y'all. So, uh, point guard uh, from the Indiana Pacers, Darren Collison, has retired. Uh, he retired last weekend at the age of 31. Uh, he decided to become a Jehovah's Witness, and I thought this quote was uh, that that he uh, mentioned was really interesting. I wanted to just express that. Just kind of let y'all know where his mindset was. Um, he went on to say, basketball has been in my life since I was a child. I could never imagine finding anything that brings me more joy that I get from playing the game. While I still love basketball, I know there is more more important things, which is my family and my faith. So I really thought that was important uh, to put that into, into perspective because without, I mean, 
all the money aside, all the joy he was getting from basketball aside, um, there is a higher calling for people. So you just have to respect that. You know, I don't have nothing wrong with him being a Jehovah's Witness. I don't have nothing uh, wrong with him uh, walking away from the game for that. I think it's very important to to be around those people that make you happy. It's, it's important to be around and be immersed in those elements that make you happy and bring joy to your life. Uh, if it's not basketball anymore and if it's uh, religion, go ahead and do that. If it's music, go ahead and do that. I think everybody should have that uh, that freedom to do what uh, defines them and makes them whole again. And it uh, looks like religion has been that for him. And I don't I don't have any problems with that. Uh, Derek Carlson was drafted in 2009, and he also played for the Clippers, uh, the New Orleans Hornets, the Mavericks, and also the Kings. He was also a member of the all-rookie team in uh, 2009. Uh, he averaged about 10 points throughout his career, uh, about five or seven assists. So uh, a very, uh, actually, here, here we go, career stats right here, three, uh, thir 13 points, five assists, and also three rebounds. So a really decent player. Uh, he played for multiple different teams, uh, but he did have a good career uh, for the most part. He played on some playoff bound teams. He had some significant basketball, um, and, he, and, he, and he was a good player, uh, you know, uh, and I, I'm just happy that he was able to move on and find something that could keep him positive and keep him happy throughout his life. So uh, we're going to wrap. We're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to get into some baseball. Of course, we have a weekly update. Well, our mid uh, mid to late week update. Uh, we're gonna be going over the All Star uh, the All Star game. We got the rosters here. Uh, we're also gonna be talking about the Home Run Derby and the Futures game as well. The rookie, aka the rookie game. Uh, we're also gonna be going over the scores from last night and the standings as well, y'all. So I will be right back, y'all. All right. All right, y'all, we are back. And like I said, we're going to be going over some MLB news here. Of course, the All-Star All game is upon us. It will be here Monday, July the 8th, 7 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. Be there, be square. Uh, we have a couple different components for this one to talk about. We're going to have the actual All-Star game itself, uh, We're also, which is American League versus National League, of course. We also got the Home Run Derby, and then we also got the Future Game, which is basically the rookie game uh, for the base for baseball. So let's get right into it. Of course, we have the rosters here for the All Star Game, starting off with the ALs, uh, the the NL, excuse me, the National League. We're going to start off with the starters here. Uh, we have catcher Wilson Contreras from the Chicago White Sox. This is his second appearance here in the All Star Game. Up next, we have first baseman Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves. This is his fourth appearance. We also got second baseman of the uh, the Diamondbacks, Kittel Marte. Uh, we also got second baseman Javier Baez from the Chicago Cubs. Up next, we have third baseman Nolan Arenado, straight from Colorado. Next, uh, next up, we have right fielder Christian Yelich. Off one of my favorite teams in the National League, the Brewers. We also got Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers, my favorite player currently in the league. Uh, we also got center fielder Ronald Acuna from the Braves, and this is his very first uh, all-star appearance. So let's clap it up for those guys. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, guys. Uh, the fans voted for you. You seem to be having a good year, guys, and the people love you. That's what matters. Uh, we're going to go over the reserves real quick. We have catcher Yasmandi Grandal from the Brewers. We have second baseman Jeff McNeil from the Mets, and we also have outfielder Charlie Blackman from the Rockies. As you can see, the Rockies are very popular. The Chicago Cubs are pretty popular, too. Uh, let's get to the pitchers real quick. We got Clayton Kershaw, of course. We already know about your boy. Uh, we don't need to really give him too much of an introduction. He's one of the best pitchers out there right now. Uh, we have Max Serzer from the Nationals having a 
dominant year right now in terms of his record in his ERA. You should check him out. We also got Will Smith, a reliever from the Giants. Woo-woo, Giants in the house. I'm not a fan, but y'all got somebody in the All-Star game. We don't. A's don't. And then we also got reliever John Hader, uh, reliever from the Brewers. Actually, we do have an All-Star member. It's just on the reserve. So, And I'm not going to name all the reserves. I'm not going to do all that. That's that's a long time. Uh, we do have, yeah, we got Mark Chapman. We got one reserve, so I'm going to give you all that. Uh, in terms of the AL starters, we got catcher Gabe Sanchez from the Yankees doing his thing. Uh, first baseman uh, Carlos Santana. This is his very first all-star appearance, so clap it up for him as well. Good job, Carlos. Uh, second baseman DJ LeMahieu from the Yankees is also up here. We also got shortstop Jorge Polanco, who's making his, who's also making his first uh, all-star appearance representing the Minnesota Twins. So the Twins in the house, what's up, what's up? We got the third baseman Alex Bregman from the Astros. Welcome. Center fielder Michael Trout from the Angels. This is his eighth ever appearance. We love him. Everybody love him. His numbers are pretty good every year. What can you say? He's like a he's like a I wouldn't say he's a walk-in every year or a shoe-in for the MVP every year, but he's definitely somebody's favorite. Everybody's talking about somebody's talking about how good he is. How somebody's gonna talk about how he should win an MVP. Believe me, I'll put money on him. We also got center fielder George Springer from the Astros. And we also got finally we got three Ash we got three Astros here on this starting lineup. Uh we've uh we got also got left uh fielder Michael Brantley here coming out the left field position. So a lot of Astros, you can tell, you can see just how good the Astros are. Of course, they're you know, the best team in the ALS, the AL West right now, one of the top teams in the AL in general, one of the better teams in baseball in general right now. So that's reflective of who you see in there in the, uh, the, the starting lineup for the American League. Uh, you have three three members of that team up there. Uh, in terms of the reserves for the AL, we have first baseman, first baseman Bobby, I'm sorry, not Bobby. That's a long time ago. Jose Abreu. Jose, not Bobby Abreu. That's a long time ago with the Phillies. Wrong guy. Might be his daddy. I don't know. This right here is Jose Abreu, first baseman, Chicago White Sox. Uh, like I said before, we have one of my one of my A's up here, third baseman, Mark Chapman. And we also got Mookie Betts, outfielder from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, for the pitchers, uh, for the AL, we got Justin Verlander, one of the top pitchers in the AL right now. Uh, his strikeout count is amazing. I think he has the most strikeouts in the league right now. Uh, he's representing the Astros. So, again, look at how good the Astros are. That's why they're here. Uh, Mike, we also got Mike Miner, starting pitcher out of the Rays out there in Tampa Bay, who's going to be playing some time at uh, Montreal as well. Don't ask me about it. We also got uh, two relievers here, Shane Green uh, from the Tigers, and we also got Brad Hand, another reliever out of the Indians. Um, we have, uh, ooh, real quick. All right, so we got to go over the home the home run derby as well, y'all, and that's gonna be taking place Monday as well, July the eighth, and there's a one million dollar prize this time. All right. Big money, big money. Uh, these are the participants this year. We got third baseman Vlad Guerrero Jr. If you know, if you if you're a baseball fan, that name sounds familiar. Of course, his daddy is Vlad Guerrero, one of the best hitters of the 2000s. So it's no surprise that his son is here. Just saying. We also got first baseman Carlos Santana, the Indians. I just talked about him. He is in the All Star game. He is a starter. We also got first baseman Pete Alonso from the Mets. We also got right fielder my boy Christian Yelich from my favorite National League team, the Brewers. We also got uh, first baseman Josh Bell, who had a really good game earlier this week. Uh, I believe it was Monday. He hit like seven, he brought he brought in like seven runs that game. This guy's a good first base hitter. Uh, look out for him. He's a he's a good hitting 
brother, look out for him. Josh Bell, he he is a he is my um he is my sleeper to win this home run derby. Watch out for Josh Bell. I'm gonna say it today. Uh, we also got center fielder Ronald Acuna from the Braves also doing it, bringing the big bats out here as well. And finally, we have the ML Futures game, aka the rookie game. This is gonna be held on Sunday, July the seventh at seven p.m. Eastern. Uh, this will be uh usually a it's uh, the U.S. versus the world. Uh, this time it's going to be American League versus the National League. And this will be headline, uh, headlined, at least in, uh, well, this will be headlined by AL pitchers Justin Dunn. Also, uh, catcher Jake Rogers uh, from the uh, to Tigers AAA. And also outfitter Joe Adele uh, from the Angels AAA squad as well. And their pitcher Justin Dunn has co is coming from the Mariners AA squad. So this is going to be all minor league guys, single A, double. AAA, AAA, I think one major league guy as well who was just demoted to the AAA, so you kind of get the picture. Uh, for the NL, they'll be headlined by uh, Adbert uh, Alzole uh, from the Chicago Cubs. Now, he is uh, the officially the only real major leaguer in this game, but again, like I said, he was just uh, just sent down uh, to a AAA affiliate not too long ago. You also got catcher uh, Miguel Amaya from the single-A class of the Chicago Cubs. And finally, in the outfield, you got Elio Ramos, uh, Giants uh Giants outfielder from the single A class. Of course, you have a few more, but those are just the highlighted guys here. And finally, um, well, not finally, but we do have somewhat of a um, we do have a somber note now. Um, I have to report on uh, some tragic news coming out of uh, well, earlier this week. It was in Texas, South Lake, Texas, to be exact. We do have a death to report about, unfortunately. Um, Los Angeles Angel Angels pitcher, excuse me, Tyler Scruggs was found dead in a hotel room in South Lake, Texas, on Monday morning, hours before their game against uh, the Rangers that day. Now, according to police, and this was all according to police, but he was twenty, just 27 years old. He was born in 1991, the same year as me. Um, uh, the game between the the, uh, the Rangers, the, sorry, the Rangers, but the game between the Rangers and the Angels that day will end up being canceled as well. However, no foul play was suspected, but suicide uh, was not necessarily confirmed as well. Okay. No foul play is suspected. Let me repeat that again. No foul play is suspected, but neither was suicide. So we're talking maybe a drug overdose, uh, anything like that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, there, there hasn't been a toxicology report just yet, and they are currently running an autopsy. Uh, he just happened to be found in his room um, incapacitated, and that's how they found him. And um, unfortunately, there's no... Uh, there hasn't been any uh, anything to, to to rule anything out yet, or, or a cause yet, or anything. Um, the uh, autopsy will take another four to six weeks to complete. Uh, so that's all I can tell you guys. Uh, and a little bit of background about this guy: uh, he was drafted about uh, drafted in 2009, right out of Santa Monica High School. In 2009, like I said, by the Angels. He also played for the Arizona Diamondbacks as well. Um, and he was just trying to find his way in the league. He had not uh, officially found a starting spot just yet. He had struggled with some of his numbers, uh, but he seemed to have gotten uh, a positive response from the Angels organization. Of course, they did draft him. Uh, they went out of their way to sign him again in, in some point in his career. Uh, he has been turning the corner somewhat as a baseball player. He's been getting his numbers together. He struggled a little bit this year as well. Uh, but beyond all that, beyond you know the diamond, beyond the baseball uh, playing, but beyond baseball. 
while playing and all that. Um, we lost a young man. Um, he wasn't even 28 years old yet, and we don't know why. And, um, you know, the fact that he was born the same year as me, just looking at the 1991, and um, looking at, thinking about how I was born in 1991, and this guy's, you know, a little bit younger than me. And, um, you know, we're, you know, next to Mac Miller, you have Mac Miller, and of course, that's just that's the guys that that's just the 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 eight, the celebrities or the athletes that we might that, you know the, the media may know about. There's probably countless other young men my age, a little bit more younger, maybe uh, maybe a year, little bit older by a year or so, going through these things. Or and again, I don't know. I, I don't want to say too much because again, I don't know the autopsy because we don't know. So we don't know what could have happened. Uh, we don't know why you know why he passed. But it's just unfortunate that uh, we have these young men. Um, dropping like this and i'm not saying it's at an alarming rate i don't want you guys to get worried anything like that it's just it just bugs me that um this young man um decent football player i'm pretty sure he was a really good man um just ends up ends up passing away like this that's that's really weird to me um and then the fact that he was so close to my age again it just makes you think about everything it puts things into perspective so um you know, I'm gonna send a little prayer out to Tyler Skaggs and his family. I'm not all a hundred percent on uh Angels baseball in terms of my knowledge or anything like that. Uh, I'm not a fan of Angels baseball. Uh, I'm an A's fan, of course, but um, just a shout out to him and his family and to that organization. Uh, you guys lost a, a a good young person, a good human being. Uh, you guys lost a human being in general, and that's that. And that you know, I don't know too much about the man outside of baseball, but um, he seemed to he seemed to make a pot. He seemed to left a positive impact impact on that angels organization so that's that's what matters there and that's what he should be remembered uh that's what should be remembered so r.i.p to tyler skaggs and uh r.i.p uh and i'm sorry condolences to your family and condolences to the uh, los angeles angels uh to their uh training staff to the coaches and also to their fan base as well you lost a real one all right so we're gonna move on to all the action from yesterday we're gonna bring you guys up to speed there uh we're gonna go over yesterday's action real quick and everything starts off with of course uh some al action uh some american league central action to be exact um oops excuse me Actually, no, some National League action, excuse me. We got the Nationals beating the Marlins 5-2. to two. We also got the Indians getting it done against the Royals 8-4. to four. Uh, The Tigers, they had a, uh, the Tigers, they were able to get it done. They were to beat up, they were able to beat up on the White Sox 11-5. We got the Reds blanking the Brewers 1-0, getting a mini upset. Because remember, that AL Central, uh, that NL Central, that National League Central, excuse me, is pretty damn close. Those games really do count at this point. Uh, the Cubs, uh, they did enough. They well, they got their win. Uh, they beat the Pirates eleven to three. My favorite game of the day uh, yesterday. The A's were able to get it done against the Twins. The AL Central leading Twins seven to two is the final score there uh, for the A's. They were led by their shortstop Marcus Simeon, who had a grand slam. He also had another hit on top of that. Uh, he was able to drive in five uh, five runs. So a good game from him. Uh, the A's had a good hitting day. You just they just happened. Uh, catcher Chris Herman also did his thing. He had four hits. He also brought in the RBI as well. Uh, for Tanner Anderson, uh, he, he struggled somewhat. Uh, he went for four innings, get, did give up nine hits, but only gave up one on a run. He also had three strikeouts as well. The ace bullpen definitely did his thing and saved the game. Uh, they went for four innings. Uh, they only gave up two hits and zero earned runs. And for the Twins, they were, they were able to get two hits and two RBIs from their first baseman. Uh, was it, um, Enrique? Oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, oh, I, oh, I did not write this right. My, my, oh, my handwriting right here. Uh, first baseman, I'm going and make a guess here. Ernie Adrianzana. Now, if I'm wrong, I know I got the last name right. If I'm wrong about the first name, sue me. My bad. I wrote, I wrote it all sloppy. My bad, y'all. Uh, moving on, we got the Cardinals beating the Mariners five to four. Uh, for the Cardinals, they were led by their second baseman Tommy Edmond. He hit a homer. He also had two RBIs as well. Their right fielder Dexter Fowler also hit a home run as well. He put in two runs uh, also uh, for the Mariners they got help well yeah they, they they got some help they got some help from their uh shortstop JP Crawford he put up two RBIs and also had a hit as well but of course it was not enough and the Cardinals they're making that NL Central very close with the Brewers and the Cubs so we're going to talk about those standings in a little bit as well uh off to the a the AL East the Yankees got it done against the Rays eight to four we also got the the Red Sox getting it done against the Blue Jays seven to six uh up next we have the Red beating down on the Phillies a little bit. 12 to 6 in the, is the final score there. Uh, for the Braves, they were led by their shortstop, Dansby Swanson. He had three hits. He also had five RBIs. Their right fielder, Nick Marcakis, he had um, sorry, three hits, uh, RBI as well. And their second baseman, Azar Azano Albias, he also had a, a home run and three RBIs as well. Uh, Mike Soroka, <clears throat> will end up getting the win. Uh, actually, not that, well. He necessarily, he actually, he didn't get the win. He also got help from his bullpen as well. But for Soroka, he went for four innings, gave up nine hits and four on runs. He also had six strikeouts as well. And for that bullpen, they went for about three innings, uh, gave up three hits, and they also gave up two earned runs as well. But not enough to lose in the game. For the Phillies, uh, their second baseman, uh, Cesar Hernandez, had a hit and two RBIs. And uh, Bryce Harper, he also did his thing as well. He had two hits in an RBI. Moving on, we got the Angels beating the. I'm sorry, the Angels losing to the Rangers three to nine is the final score. And finally, the Dodgers got it done against the Padres five to one is the final score. There, we're gonna move on to the standings real quick. We're gonna start off in the AL East like why like we normally do. Uh, the Ooh, excuse me. The Yankees are still on top of the AL East. 56 and 29 is their current record. They are currently 8 and 2 in their last 10. So steaming through everybody, pretty much. Uh, we have the Rays. They are 50 and 38. They are seven and a half games back. Five and five in the last ten, and the next closest team is going to be the Boston Red Sox. They are at forty-six and forty-one, just eleven games back at this moment, and they are four and six in their last ten. Bringing out the bottom, we have the Blue Jays at thirty-three and fifty-five, and the Orioles at twenty-five and sixty-one. You can pretty well, you're going to put a fork on those guys. They're both done. We've already said this weeks ago. Uh, moving on to the AL Central, we have the Twins on top at fifty-four and thirty-two. They've gone four and six in their last ten, including a loss last night to my A's. Get them done, A's. We have um, the Indians here at the second place spot. They are 48 and 38. That puts them six games back, and they've gone seven and three in the last 10. And we also got that 12 games back. The Chicago White Sox, 41 and 43, five and a half in the last 10. I'm going to just call it now. You can pretty much put a fork in them, too. They are done. Get them out of the playoff race. They're not going to make it. Uh, fourth and, the fourth and, fifth, uh, fourth and fifth place spots go to the Tigers and the Royals. The Tigers are at 28 and 54. The Royals are at 20. 
29 and 59. Moving on to the AL West, we have the Astros on top still. They are 55 and 32. They are 7 and 3 in their last 10. Up next, seven and a half games back are my A's. They are currently 48 and 40, 7 and 3 in their last 10. Uh, at the third place spot, we have the Rangers at 47 and 40, just a game behind us and eight games behind uh, Astros, the Astros, and they are 6 and 4 in their last 10. Uh, and we have the Mariners here at 500. They are 44 and 44, 11 and a half games back. Uh, they've gone 6 and 4 in the last 10. And bringing out the bottom, we have the Mariners here at 38 and 53. They've been eliminated from playoff contention. I'm just going to call it now. Uh, moving off to the National League, uh, starting in the East, we have the Braves. They're still on top, 52-36. and 36. They got a good win against the Phillies last night. They are currently 6-4 in their last 10. Up next, we have the Nationals. Uh, they are six games back. They are 8-2 in their last 10. They currently stand at 54-41. and 41. They have been fighting their way back. Um, they're going to make this, I think they might make this divisional race uh, pretty close. I don't know how... Um, I don't know how much closer they'll be able to get uh, to, uh, excuse me, to um, to the Braves right now. But I definitely think they can hold on to that second place spot and hopefully, hopefully a wild card space space as well. Uh, in the third place spot, we have the Phillies. They are forty five and forty two. They are six and a half games back, six and four in the last ten. And rounding out the bottom, we have the the Mets here at thirty nine and forty eight. Uh, they are twelve games back, two and eight in the last ten. You can put a fork on them. They're they're done. And we also have the Marlins here. They are thirty two and fifty three. All right, off to the Central Division, uh, we have the Cubs and the Brewers. They are currently tied. Like I said, the Central Division is probably going to be a race at the very last day of the season. But at this point in time, the Cubs and the Brewers, once again, like I said, are tied at 46 and 42. Uh, the Cubs have gone 3 and 7 in the last 10. The Brewers have gone 4 and 6. Uh, so with that being said, not only are they getting close, that division as a whole is getting close to these two. These teams at the bottom, these 3, 4, and 5 teams are playing somewhat better baseball. Uh, the Cardinals are at 43 or 42, just a half game back, a game and a half, excuse me, back behind those two guys they've gone four and six in the last 10 as well so i think the common theme here if you're looking they're all very close in terms of their record that last 10 for all the top three teams is four and six so that would lead me to say if the cubs get their get their act right the brewers get their act right one of those guys are going to maintain the first or second spot. I just feel it right now. Uh, that that last 10, that's going to be very crucial. Uh, this is the reason why all these records are so close because the, the Cubs have struggled the past uh, the past week or so. The Brewers have struggled past the past week or so. And the Cardinals, of course, are still kind of struggling. So they're all kind of stagnant. It, it's not like the Cubs have gotten a few games ahead of these guys. The Brewers, of course, they were leading for a very long time in this division, at least for last at least the past three three or so weeks they have been leading this division so not only are the brewers not leading at the moment they've gone four and six in the last 10 and there's no real telling what could happen with the next game the game before that because they could lose the cubs could could um to go they could lose the very next game the cubs can go up by a game or two so um this 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 division is very close you also have the pirates here on um three games out 42 and 44 at the moment they've gone six and four in the last 10 and at the bottom you have the reds here they're three and a half games back they're 41 and 44 five and five in the last 10 i think the biggest thing right now is for the is for one of the two teams in the top 
to top two slots, either the Brewers or the Cubs, if they're going to win this division, they're going to have to get way more consistent. Four and six in the last ten is not going to do it. They're going to keep the Cardinals in the race. It's going to keep the Pirates in the race, and you don't want that. The Reds are still in the race, technically, because the Brewers and the Cubs both kind of fell off the past couple of weeks. So that's just the way that it is. The NL Central is probably the closest division out there right now. The records just do not reflect it. It looked kind of off. But because you got the Pirates at, at two games below 500, and you also got the, the Reds three games below 500. So it doesn't look great. But even at three games below 500 or two games below 500, they're both three and three and a half games back, respectively. So that. How to put some perspective on the things. That's me. If you're a fan of these guys. If you're a fan of these guys. Um, moving on to the NL West. We have the Dodgers. They are still on top. Right. We're off to the, uh, the NL West. Excuse me. The Dodgers are still on top. They are the best team in baseball right now. First team to reach 60 wins. They are 80. I'm sorry. 60 and 20. Uh, I'm sorry. 60. Give me one second. They are 60 and 25. Excuse me. They are 60 and 25 currently. They've gone eight and two in their last ten. What can you What can you really say about these guys? What can you truly say uh, bad about these guys? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep reiterating you. They look good during the regular season. They're gonna have to win the big one. They're gonna have to win the World Series. They're gonna have to get past the first and second round. Uh, they're gonna have to, like I said, they're gonna bring a title home if they want anybody to respect them. This is really good. Don't get me wrong. But I hate to say it, but I've seen this before from them. I, maybe to not this degree, this degree of separation between everybody else in their division. But we've seen them perform really well during the regular season. Their thing now is they're going to have to win that title. Sorry, I, I don't care how great you guys do during the regular season. I like the Dodgers. I've, I've liked the Dodgers for a long time. If you're not going to win the postseason... This doesn't matter. This today doesn't matter. So I'm going to give them the props now. They are 60 and 25. They are the first team to reach 60 at this point in the year. Uh, but we're going to have to wait. There's still a wait and see for me. I got to see them in the postseason. We already know they're going to win this division. We already know they're going to make it to the playoffs. The question is, can they win in the playoffs? That's going to be the next question for them. In the second place spot, we have the Rockies here at 44 and 42. They are 14 games back, 4 and 6 in the last 10. We also have the Diamondbacks here. They are two games below 500 at 43 and 45. They are 16 games back, 4 and 6 in the last 10. Again, uh, the Dodgers have just just stormed out to this big, huge lead in this in this division. They better not lose it. They better not have this game. This this they better win by this margin. If they really want to impress me, they should win by this margin. I don't even want to see the Rockies get between five games. The Rockies better not ever be within five games between y'all. With the way y'all playing right now, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks better not. They better not even touch. They better not be be even touch the five game threshold. They better be like ten games back for you for the entire year, Dodgers. If I want, if you truly want to impress me, that's what I want to see. We also got the the Padres here. They are forty three and forty six. Again, they are struggling. Um, I don't know if you count them out the playoffs mix just yet. It is kind of competitive here. It's pretty competitive here in the NL. Um, but again, that NL Central is is working its way out and. And unless the Padres get on some type of winning streak, I don't. I I could see the. I could very well see the two wild card spots going to um, the Brewers and possibly the Nationals. So somebody like the Nat, the Padres, um, 
even with Manny Machado, they're still on the outside looking in. I, I don't see it right now. They just they're just not consistent enough for me. And finally, bring out the bottom. We have the Giants. They are currently at 39 and 47. Uh, they've been struggling a lot lately, but that's not new. So sorry, guys. Maybe next year. All right, y'all, we're going to call it a wrap for today. I will try to be back here su uh, Sunday night. Uh, we'll go over the the, um, the standings here one last time in the MLB. We're also going over some baseball news as well. Uh, also, an update on the uh, NBA on NBA free agency as well. Uh, like I said in my last episode, I'm going to try to condense these episodes. Not so much uh, about, uh, not so much on time, but in terms of all these different topics, I wanted to confirm to consolidate everything and keep episodes really direct to you guys maybe just make it sports related uh news related so on and so forth maybe just do a review a certain episode as well which i am working on another one i'm working on uh my hangover review one of my favorite movies of my life uh, at least one of my favorite comedy movies so we're going to be talking about that one i'll be talking about that one uh down the line too i'm going to try to do that for you guys monday uh monday night monday morning one of the two uh but i will be trying to keep these uh episodes consolidated uh keep it more keep everything more pertinent and even go in, go more in depth on certain um on certain topics this is pretty much why i wanted to consolidate topics and everything like that so i'll keep episodes either sports related news related like i said uh you know re review related just 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 so just so i i keep just so i don't lose track of anything just so i can go deeper if i really want to or if i really feel like i need to and i'm not confined by oh i have to talk make sure i save time for this subject or that subject as well so i want to keep it a little bit uh succinct for, not to say succinct succinct or shorter for you guys not nothing like that uh but definitely want to keep the information uh pertinent i want to keep the information uh fresh as well so look for that look for that format change to take place um i'm gonna try to do it for my next episode so my next episode will probably just be sports related i'm gonna try to keep it just strictly um weekly weekly wrap up for the uh for the mlb and uh just a just a quick update for the for for nba for the nba uh free agency maybe go in on that actually just elaborate some more on that so just a, just a, we're just gonna just c consolidate and elaborate more that's how we're gonna do it <laughs> that's how i'm gonna do it consolidate and elaborate that is my goal uh for my next for my next episode so um be aware of that i probably won't be going in as long on or i probably won't have as many topics to talk about on a certain on a certain given episode but i'll definitely be giving more emphasis on them i'll be giving more detailed backstories so on and yada yada so on and so forth so just look out for that just look out for that y'all so for now i'm gonna take a quick break i will be back here sunday night uh like i said just to go over the mlb with you guys and also some nba free agency um yeah if you're looking to get in touch with me i am on facebook at l jamal johnny that is e l j a m a h a d j a n i a d j a n i that is the same for my instagram as well that is l jamal johnny that is e l j a m a h a d j a n i if you're looking to get in touch with me on my email that is at that is a gmail now that is uh l j butler 75 at gmail.com once again that is l j butler 75 at gmail.com elj butler b-u-t-l-e-r 75 at gmail.com once again that is elj butler b-u-t-l-e-r 75 at gmail.com uh, once again if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you uh, peace out one love and once again you have listened to another edition of never out of bounds again this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts uh, i'll talk to y'all later peace out one love